this next article is When the Nazis Got Crushed, a review of the book Stalingrad by Vasily Grossman, written by Stephen Wishnia. After the 2016 election, my idea of optimistic reading was a history of the Battle of Stalingrad, the turning point of World War II, five extraordinary bloody months in 1942 to 1943 that blocked the Nazis from crossing the River Volga and from there into Asia, at a time when they and their allies already occupied almost all of continental Europe. Much of the history was based on the reporting of Vasily Grossman, a Russian Jewish novelist who covered the war for the Red Army newspaper and was among the first journalists to write about the Holocaust. After the war, he wrote two epic novels about the battle, Stalingrad and Life and Fate. Stalingrad, published in the United States for the first time this June, takes place during the summer of 1942. With the Nazis' eastward advance looming and its first months of the battle, it's a sprawling 960-page saga with hundreds of characters. Most central, however, are the Shapishkinov family, matriarch Alexandra Valdramovna, Shapishkinov, her son-in-law, Jewish physicist Viktor Strum, and three generations of kids, exes and lovers, some evacuated from Moscow to east of the Volga, some still in Stalingrad, a few freed from the Gulag, and several in the war. Strum's mother is a spectral presence. She, like Grossman's mother, met an unknown but near-certain fate after Nazis occupied her home city. Grossman hoped to write a war and peace for the 20th century, depicting the panorama of lives during the battle. From soldiers clustered in dugouts to children complaining and adults bickering in a dim, crowded underground bomb shelter. From German soldiers plundering peasants' cottages to a ragtag crew of inexperienced coal miners laboring to fuel the tank factories in Stalingrad. He describes the plumes of green water shooting up from the Volga as the Nazis bomb a boatload of refugee children, the, rest dust, the red dust of pulverized bricks, the rare joys of ham, tomatoes, and vodka, and the last miss of a concussed company commander. Not one of the fuckers will pass. Stalingrad is stronger on evoking history and you are their feelings than on long-term character development, but that's probably inevitable in a, a novel of this scope. In a battle that ends the book, more than two-thirds of the Soviet troops defending the city center were killed. Grossman's reporting informs the story, but journalism and fiction are two different sides of storytelling, each partial truths. Reporting brings the realistic details, but the novelist's imagine, imagination creates the personal intimacy that journalists can. Writing during the Stalinist era, he also had to grapple with another dualism, the ideology that there are two truths, and that the sordid soldiers with life's truth of reality should be buried in the name of the heroic truth of communist aspirations. Committed to both reality and the socialist vision of justice, Grossman tries to avoid making that choice. Only in Stalingrad, he writes, did Pyotr Semyonovich Vavilov come to understand what war truly meant. A huge city had been killed. Vavilov, a collective farmer during, doing sentry duty in the bombed-out ruins, muses on the unimaginable amount of work and material it had taken to build a city of brick and glass, steel and stone, pipeliners and cables, now destroyed in some monstrous act of desecration. Socialist realism were an accurate description, and not just a Stalinist art must be a weapon directive. Vasily Grossman could be said to have written a classic of the genre. A realistic novel in which ordinary people are the protagonists and heroes, an anti-tank gunner nervously taking aim, the crew trying to keep the Stalingrad power plant running, the drunken children's home is assistant who got traumatized to mutinous uh, orphan to talk. For Hitler, strength was a matter of violence. One man's ability to exercise violence over another, Grossman philosophizes, taking over the narrative voice from Vavilov. To Vavilov and millions like him, it was a matter of the power of living uh, breath over dead stone. We call the soul of the people as determined by sharing uh, understanding of strength, labor, justice, and the common good. As it was, when a significantly censored version of Stalingrad was published in the Soviet Union in 1952, Stalin regime's literary mouthpieces denounced Grossman for emphasizing the heroism of soldiers and ordinary people instead of the role of the Communist Party leadership. Life and Faith 
written in the late 1950s and considered his masterpiece, wouldn't even get that far. The KGB seized Grossman's manuscripts after he submitted it to a publisher and did not appear in print until a microfilmed copy was smuggled abroad, more than a decade after his death in 1964. Yet decades after that, the rise of a personality cult tyrant in the U.S. indirectly led me to rediscover Grossman's work.